drink it in, man. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Cornbread! 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 Drink it in, man. Kool-Aid drinkers, what's going on, boys? Your boy Derek Oakry, right here, the host of the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, talking all things Detroit Lions as we always do. You know what it is. Drink it in, man. Cornbread! Cornbread! You guys know I'm coming at you talking all things NFL draft a couple days away. Lions are still talk of the league, good and bad right now. Uh, mostly positive, as we always spin it positive here on the Kool-Aid cast. But, uh, gosh, so much to talk about. So, everybody, you can hit me up on Twitter. That's at Derek Oakry, D-E-R-E-K-O-K-R-I-E. Uh, hit me up with your questions, what you're thinking, heading into Thursday and Friday and Saturday for this draft. Um, who, who knows what I'm going to be up to? I mean, I'm going to try to be on the Twitter machine. I am going to be possibly doing live audio or audio that I'm going to do live and then put out for you guys later. Uh, I know me and Chops did a combo show last year. He's on a family vacay. He's going to be plugged in with the draft, but uh, we won't be doing that this year. But the DTO scouting office is ready. I mean, never been more ready, more organized. Cannot wait for this to come. The fridge is full with food I should not be eating and haven't eaten in a long time, but I'm looking forward to uh, getting this thing kicked off Thursday. So, gosh, this is like where to start. You know, we've done mock drafts. We've done scenarios. We've done players. We've had Logan Lamarandier from Sports Illustrated on. We've had Choppy on. We've had some solo shows from me giving you guys my thoughts on players. I think they're before the draft drops or tomorrow or who knows. Like, I think I'm going to have... Joey Christopoulos at Joey Sports Guy from the Believe Podcasting Network here on the show. We've been wanting to talk some ball. Our schedules haven't matched up. So if all goes well, I think we're just going to jump on here before the draft gets rolling on Thursday and talk some talk some football. Just uh, very loose scenarios, who he likes, uh, what's going on in the division, all those things we always talk about. So cannot wait for that. But, uh, yeah, on, on this show, I mean, I want to get into a couple topics. I mean, I want to start it off talking about Jamison Williams, J-Mo. I've got thoughts. I also want to talk to you guys about the rumor innuendo about the Lions looking to trade down at 18. And then as I got recording today, hearing things about the Lions trading with Philadelphia Eagles at pick 10 and other teams, maybe them willing to move out of six as well. So... Of course, there's just so much going on with that kind of stuff. And then after the commercial break, after our great sponsors, I want to talk to you guys about uh, a, a clean draft prospect. Some of the guys that I think are just no doubt players, guys that have great you know, game tape, 
good character, no real injury concerns, no anomalies when it comes to height, weight, speed. Um, people that would fit the Lions, you know, could give you a couple of names as well as talk through what a, a clean football player is and what it means uh, to the Detroit Lions. And then I think I'm going to end the show with some predictions, how I think it's going to go down, some players that I want to consider with those first two selections, and uh, what the Lions will be looking to do throughout the draft um, when it comes to kind of those predictions or overall approach. So as I often say, let's not mess around. Let's get right into this and start talking some Lions football. So let's start with Jameson Williams. I mean, you know, Last Friday, I believe it was, it came out of the blue. Um, lots of Lions players, staffers, coaches, whatever it may be, um, got popped for uh, gambling. You know, a few gamble on the NFL. Those players have been uh, let go. Uh, Quintez Cephas, Jay Moore, I believe it was. Uh, you know, some some people in the the front office or in the in the Lions facility. Let's put it that way. Uh, appears to be let go due to some gambling issues. And unfortunately, Jameson Williams was popped with a six-game suspension for gambling on non-NFL games, but at the Lions facility. So, you know, I'll just say right off the top, I mean, to me, it's a technicality. But, you know, I'm not big on JMO, a young kid like that, getting real deep into gambling. And I'm also not... Uh, you know, it's a rule. So coaches and, and teammates and whoever should have obviously queued him up, being a rookie, being a young cat of what you can and can't do. And, and if they did and he didn't follow, that's an issue. If they didn't let him know and he didn't know the rule, that's an issue. So, you know, I, I, I don't want to say either that this kid's a big gambler. It could have just been something very simple. I'm, I'm hopeful that the NFL will look at this and say, wasn't on NFL games. Yeah, it was at the facility, but maybe he was in his car. Maybe it wasn't fully explained. And You know, I'd love it to come down. You know, six games is a long time in NFL season. It really is. So that that was very disconcerting. Lots of people are all up in arms. Let me say this. I want to talk about this kid for a second. Like, he came into the Detroit Lions injured, but we never expected to have the chance to get him. Picking at 32, jumped all the way up to 12, got probably the best playmaker in the NFL draft. We knew he was injured. He was injured. Yes, it might have taken a little bit longer than we all would have hoped for, but we pretty much knew he's going to miss significant time uh, last season. He did that. Don't hold that against Jameson Williams. From all things that we saw on the sidelines and everything, you know, that went down with this kid, he looked like he was a great teammate. Um, always was plugged in when he was on the sidelines. Nobody had a bad word to say about him. When he hit the practice field, everyone's wild by his speed, his playmaking ability, all that good stuff, and he was still getting himself healthy. So that's first and foremost. Secondly, if you want to be negative on this kid, I mean, yeah, he's been all over social media, IG, whatever. He's doing videos. He's out late at night at Coney Islands. He's hanging with his friends, whatever. Like, this guy's 21 years old in that range. He's a kid. He likes having fun. And what I like about Jameson Williams is he's true to himself. 
You know, he doesn't try to be somebody. He's not trying to be the ultimate uh, buttoned-up pro. He's a young 20-year-old kid with crazy speed that is an absolute playmaker in the NFL and a swaggy football player, which we knew when they took him. So I don't want him to change any of that. I feel like that's, you know, what I loved about him was his, his game as well as what comes with his game, which is which is grit which is a love for football, which is a nasty mentality, which is a I'm, I'm going to roast you and toast you and make you extra crispy and you can't do anything about it type game from the wide receiver position. Um, yes, I, I think he might be more of a big play guy, more than a guy that's going to get seven, eight catches a game, have a lot of these 100-yard consistent performances. I think you're going to see huge games from Jamison Williams once he gets rolling. Like I'm talking 150 and two tugs. I'm talking like 200-plus if he gets a couple deep balls uh, in certain games. And he's going to help us win football games. So... You know, I, I guess, like, you know, people are nitpicking. Like, he gets the suspension, and he goes to Vegas for this boxing match. Like, I have no issue with that in my, you know, my heart, my head, because that was probably scheduled a long time ago. Like, there's nothing wrong with going to a boxing match. I don't care if it's in Vegas, in Texas, in Florida, overseas, wherever. If that's what you want to do, you want to go there with your friends, he's obviously got the money to do so. And he can do so. Oh, it's a bad look. He just got caught for gambling. Now he's in love. Now he's at a, an event having fun. So what? This guy's allowed to have fun and, and he's allowed to be himself. Now, I'm just sure hoping that he tightens some of the stuff up or just still has his fun, still swaggy, still, you know, grimy and, and a, Detroit, a Detroit type of guy. But yeah, of course, he needs to know the rules, he needs to follow them, and he needs to be available for his football team. But I think to sum it all up on Jameson Williams, because I'm not going to talk about this all day, I don't think it's a huge issue. You can be disappointed if you want. Don't call this guy Charles Rogers. Don't call him a bust. Don't say, oh, he's got all these issues already. He was injured, and now this is an issue. Other than that, nothing else has been a problem. You, you, you can read too much into social media. You can, you can vilify this guy if you want. But I'm here to tell you his personality and the way he plays the game is going to be the ultimate reason why you people love, and I'm talking L-O-V-E, love this kid. Love his game. Love how swaggy he is. Love what he brings to the field. You're going to love how he loves the city of Detroit once he really gets rolling. I'm here to tell you. He's a D-A-W-G. I've said it a bunch of times. He's Detroit. He's elite when it comes to speed, and he will be absolutely fine long term. Don't look at the short window. Don't look at what happened yesterday or two months ago. Look at what he's going to do hopefully here for a decade, and I think he's going to be really exciting, really fun. He's going to settle in nicely as an NFL player now all you guys want him to be the ultimate professional and you want him to you know be Amon Ra or this or that no this guy is Jameson Williams J-Mo swag personified and he that's what he's going to be through his career so just get used to it now some of you are probably saying I wonder what Chops in the D has to say about this. Well, he's not on the show today, but he did call the Detroit Kool-Aid Cast hotline. You guys know what that number is, 989-272-3484. And he did what you can do, which is he left a quick voicemail. You can actually send a text. You can call up, and maybe I'll answer the phone live and talk lines with you. You never know what might happen. But he dialed in because he wanted to talk about JMO as well. Hey, Kool-Aid drinkers, it's your boy at Chops. Woo! the D here with my 
my quick thoughts on the JMO situation and how it impacts our draft strategy. I am super pissed that hashtag JMO fast made this mistake, but I'm not giving up on him at all. It's a silly rule. It's still a rule, and he has to follow it. We can talk later about how the NFL needs to change this dumb rule, but in the meantime, he broke it. He's got to pay the price. I think he comes back in game seven with a huge chip on his shoulder because he's already lost $7 million off that rookie contract with maybe some more that the Lions could take away. I don't think they will, but he could. So he's coming back, and he's going to be ready to play and ready to ball in game seven. As for our draft strategy, hashtag game of suspension has zero impact, zero impact on how the Lions approach the board. This investigation has been going on for a few weeks, and they've likely signed Marvin Jones Jr. to offset that potential loss that they knew about for the beginning of the season. I believe the plan all along is to draft a wide receiver later in the draft. You all know my personal preference, BFW. But Brad, always open for business homes, is going to get his work done and grab his magic and grab the guy he loves in rounds three through seven. Woo-wee! Hashtag choppy locky. One point. So there it is, everybody. Chops chiming in. I think, did he tag that ending with a at choppy locky? I, I, don't, I don't know what that was, but uh, a, a little robotic uh, from Chops, not his normal, uh, you know, uh, flow, but he, he gets his gimmicks in. He obviously has takes. Uh, the, the one take I'll hit on, which I, I agree with him, is I heard a lot of people on the radio talking about, oh, like, I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to draft a receiver now in the, in the, at 18, I'm going to take one in the first two rounds because I gotta, I gotta make up for this Jameson Williams. I mean, this is a huge issue. Like, no, absolutely not. Like what Chop said, I, I do think the Lions will consider that position throughout the draft and, and maybe take one when it makes sense, whether that be, you know, mid rounds, later rounds, whatever. But um, this isn't a situation you have to overreact to and go get a guy because you think, you know, your life's falling apart with Jameson Williams. Worst case, he misses six games, he learned his lesson, he comes back, he balls out, and he's ready to roll moving forward. Um, it just drives me crazy when people want to, like, take one little scenario and then, like, so now we're going to take a top draft asset um, to replace a guy that we just got who's great, who has just got a, into a little issue. We're just not making sense right there. It just doesn't add up in whatsoever to me. So good stuff from Chops there. Let me, let me keep this thing rolling. I mean, Lions trading down at, at pick 18. Um, you know, this is one of those things where there's so much smoke. There's so many things talked about before the NFL draft, it feels like that ridiculousness. I, I've always been a basketball fan my whole life. And yeah, the NBA isn't what it used to be when Michael Jeffrey Jordan was out there doing his thing. Or like, I, I put a tweet out where like all the lions players said that if they could trade places, they'd trade with LeBron. Like I mean, LeBron versus Jordan. It's not even a, not even a question. It's Michael Jeffrey Jordan all day, every day, the greatest of all time, the greatest athlete. I mean, it's him and Tom Brady is the greatest across all sports forever. Always. I mean, simple. Don't, don't tell me, Oh, I didn't see him live. So I don't know. Go watch, go watch 23. I mean, it is what it is. So, you know, gosh, that was the heyday. Now the NBA is a little bit watered down, but like all the stuff you hear before, like the NBA trade deadline, and then usually nothing happens. Sometimes that's sort of what happens with the Lions and the NFL draft. You hear all this craziness, and then, like, come day, they kind of stick and pick and take their players. So, you know, hearing that the Eagles want to move up, possibly for Jalen Carter, I mean, sure, come on up to six. You can have him. 
we'll take your first next year. We'll take a second or third rounder um, and keep it rolling and, and take your pick at 10. I mean, totally cool with that. Um, you know, the Lions moving out of 18 was something that was really talked about. Um, of course, you know, um, if if there's plenty of players they like at that spot, I, w- I would love them to slide down in round one. Or you can go out of round one all, all together if you ask me, because I did tweet it out as well that, and this isn't just this year. People say this is a watered-down draft. This isn't many first-rounders, whatever. For years now, I've been thinking rounds two and round three is where you find great football players that start for your team that make no money on rookie contracts. Um, it's the absolute sweet spot of the draft. If you have a GM who knows what he's doing, like Brad Holmes cooking. I mean, wait till the chef gets rolling on Thursday and does his thing once again. So, um, you know, the lines could trade down, but... Uh, I think it's a lot of talk. There will be a lot of movement, I think, in this draft. There'll be a lot of unexpected things, which is why we all love it. And it's all going to go down here in a couple days or, you know, even less than that when you're hearing this. And uh, it's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be a couple things that you didn't hear anything about that are going to happen, which is cool. Um, But I would expect less movement from the Lions when it's all said and done and more just selecting good football players that can help their team and that can help – keep them rolling, you know, on the, on the trajectory that they're on. So, um, you know, I'm new, never too worried about like, Oh, I can't move past this spot. I won't be able to find a good football player. Like that's ridiculous to me. Yes. There's tears in the draft at certain spots or at certain positions, but, um, you know, I think Brad Holmes can move around up, down, all around like he wants to and find good players as, as you should be able to. in, in basically every draft. So everybody, I want to keep this thing a little bit tighter. Um, so I want to get out right now, have my, um, sponsors, our great sponsors come in, please check them out. Reality sports online. I haven't shouted them out in a while, but go check out PFF all 22. If you love fantasy football, go do an, a full draft on PFF all 22 and see how you like it. You basically get to draft a full football team, all the positions, Totally fun. The guys over there are awesome. That thing's growing day by day. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be huge. It's gonna be one of the bigger things in fantasy football. So between them and what Reality Sports Online is doing, you also got to check out our great sponsors over at Spotify. Um, if you guys don't listen via Apple iTunes, I recommend Spotify. It's a great way to just get in on the show. Get it sent right to your phone as well as, um, gosh, we're on Amazon Music. We're on basically any platform you want to listen to the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. So you can always drink it in, everybody. Drink it in, man. Um, So, yeah, let's get all them in. Um, Check them out for sure. Even, uh, you know, Spotify for podcasters. If you want to start your own show or you want to get something rolling, you could do that, too. And, uh, yeah, check them out, listen to that, and then when we come back, I'm talking all things NFL Draft right after the break. So, everybody, I'll be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, everybody. 
This goes out to my fantasy football fans out there. Now, you probably heard about Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners can build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, we're talking free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades. You could put franchise tags on guys. Uh, it's as close as you're going to get to being an NFL GM. But do you think it sounds complicated? It's not. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing about Reality Sports Online is it's just more fun than your normal fantasy league, but it doesn't take barely any more time. After all this, are you still not sure? I mean, come on now. You can test your general manager skills by going over to Reality Sports Online, call it RSO. Please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Kool-Aid drinkers, I'm back from the break. Thank you guys so much for the sponsors, as I always say. And, and normally I have some Kool-Aid shout-outs, but um, I just want to recommend uh, this is a great time with the NFL Draft to dial up that Kool-Aid hotline, 989-272-3484. If you don't want to leave a call or uh, instant reaction, you can just shoot a text, and I'll do my best to get back to you, um, talk some lines with you, and, and try to you know interact that way. You guys can also find me on Twitter, as I said earlier, at Derek Oakry. Go check out at Chops and the D, at Joey Sports Guy, um, L. Lamarandier for what Logan's going to be up to the next couple days. And uh, yeah, it should really be fun when this draft gets rolling and everything. So I'll just leave it at that. Uh, appreciate all you guys that listen. It really helps the show. If you make me laugh on Twitter or you talk ball or you are um, in any of my fantasy leagues, I appreciate you. And uh you know, let's keep all that rolling here, not only the next few days with this draft, but uh, season after season, show after show, day after day. It's, it's just really fun. So I told you guys I want to talk about clean prospects, guys that are great football players, have what you're looking for when it comes to um, size, no questions. You know, you don't have to stay up at night with these guys. And like some of the names that came to the top of my head, and again, we're kind of focusing on those first couple picks, uh, first and foremost. You know, you guys have heard me talk so much about Anthony Richardson, the quarterback from Florida. And the reason I talk so much about him is Anthony Richardson is like 6'4", 250 pounds. He has a cannon arm. He's a great kid. He wants to be great. You're not going to have to worry about him off the field. Smart. His physicality is ridiculous. He can throw. He can run. To me, again, it just checks all those boxes of, like, if I'm setting up what I want in a potential, potential <laughs> star quarterback or star football player, Anthony Richardson has everything. He's, like, the ideal number one pick type player. So if he's there at six, I'm taking him. He's trumping everything else that I could do to help my team now or to fill a position of need. 
If Anthony Richardson is there at six, I'm here to tell you, you'll be hearing and be seeing my tweet saying, with the sixth pick, Derek Oakley of the Detroit Kool-Aid Castle likes Anthony Richardson, quarterback, Florida. Um, I love what I've heard about him. Again, if he was just an athlete that didn't love football or I had to worry about him, you know, you wouldn't be hearing this from me. But he's so clean in every aspect, and he has such high upside that I'm not only willing to gamble on all that, that he's going to grow into all that. I just think it's a very safe, clean player um, to, that I'm willing to invest in. Same thing with the other guy that everyone talks about here in Detroit, Will Anderson. I've heard like draft nicks and people on the media try to nitpick this guy. Oh, he can't do this. Oh, he can't bend. I'm not sure. Uh, you know, he got all the sacks on this or he played at Alabama. So that helped him like, no. Will Anderson, again, fits everything you look for in a top-end defensive player. He gets after the quarterback, knows how to play his position on multiple levels. He's productive, multiple years in college, great kid, great family, nothing to worry about with Will Anderson. It's a slam-dunk draft pick, a great selection for any team, especially the Detroit Lions. The other guy you guys have heard me talk a lot about, and I'm kind of moving off this point just because I don't feel like this position is necessarily of need or, or that we need to take him this high at maybe 6 or 18, but Peter Skaronsky, the Skronk. I mean, this is another guy that I don't have to worry about. He comes from a, a great background. He's he's so solid in every level. It's it's He's very clean. And very productive, and and that's why I've continued to tout him. I think that he'd be a better guard at the NFL level, but I can get a guard that can play right, can play left tackle, can can move at you know at four or five spots on my line. That's very valuable for me, especially when the kid has no issues, no weight issues, no um, turns off the field. Productive, smart kid, loves the game. I mean. Another reason to just put Skronk on your list as a guy that at the right spot you'd be willing to take. And and here's the guy I wanted to almost mention first, but I'm kind of going down my list of how I sort of rank him. But I've been talking about Nolan Smith. Wait, let me fix that. Nolan Smith with like 18 Fs. I've been talking about this kid forever, and now he's getting this late draft buzz. You want to know why? Because he's a tremendous person, leader, football player. Don't give me, oh, he's 230. He's a edge outside linebacker that runs 439. <laughs> like, he's fine for speed at uh, where he plays the position, productive in college, crazy measurables at the combine, always been talked about as a leader and a captain and a great kid and a great person you want on your football team that's why i i elevated him into my top six if if the quarterbacks and the three defenders are gone nolan smith is my next guy now i've heard people breaking down oh but he, he can't play at the, you know when they run the football you can't have him on 11 personnel 12 like i have none of those concerns with nolan smith he's a very clean prospect he's a dynamic athlete and I'm drafting him because he's such a good football player in my locker room, in my community. The guy in the middle of my huddle getting people ready to go. All those things are just as valuable as how fast you run, how big you are, 
and what you did previously. I want to know that you're going to be a great person. And this is a five-year contract when you take them in the first round. It's a four-year deal after that. Like, I want a guy that's going to be great for those four or five years plus a, a double dip. I want to re-sign these players. And Nolan Smith's a clean, great prospect that I can do that with. Now, Devin Witherspoon, Devon Witherspoon, however you want to say it, like, I think he fits Detroit so well. I think Kirby loves him. I think Brad Holmes probably loves this kid. I feel like Dan Campbell loves him. The only thing I don't love about Devin Witherspoon is taking him at number six overall as a cornerback, a smaller cornerback. But I put him on my clean prospect list because, again, the character, what he brings to the table, the tenacity, the physicality, the ability to tackle, all those things that you don't find in some other corners like Christian Gonzalez or some of these other guys that will be talked about. Like Devin Witherspoon is that D-A-W-G at the position. I just, you guys saw me put a tweet out at 6 and 18 and like he's on my 18 list. I love Devin Witherspoon at 18. Love him at 6, but he is a clean prospect on everything that I've seen. I haven't seen any issues with him. The only thing you could say he's not completely clean, in my opinion, is that size. You know, 190 pounds, a little bit shorter, what, 5'10"-ish, somewhere in that range, I think. I mean, other than that, I love everything he brings to the table, both on tape and personally, and personally, and on and off the field is just as important to me as the tape or the highlights or the, you know, what he does technique-wise, in my opinion. That's what I've learned over the last few years is that you cannot just discount, oh, he's a horrible guy, but he does X, Y, and Z. Like, that's not going to work out well for you long term. That's why I'm kind of off on Jalen Carter. There's too many red flags, too many maybes for me, but these guys I'm telling you about are clean, are guys I don't have to worry about if the Lions turn the card in. Lucas Van Ness from Iowa fits this for me. Now, in the beginning, it was kind of like, man, Lucas Van Ness, I mean, he's he's okay. He doesn't pop off the screen to me, but the more I watched him, I like what I see. I think he could fit what the Lions do, like, again, maybe at 18, if they don't take an edge rusher earlier, this guy could play outside edge, he could play interior defensive tackle-ish, I love his hockey background, I love um, his physicality, what they call him, Hercules, Um, you know, this is another very clean prospect, a guy you can put on the souvenir cups, a guy that you can be proud of to put in front of the media and put in front of your community, Lucas Van Ness fits all those for me, just like my boy, Brian Branch, now, I've been struggling with this one because 18, do the Lions need another corner safety hybrid type player? They just got CJ, GJ. They upgraded their corners. I I still think Brian Branch would be a very nice pick at 18. Super clean. Love him from a mentality standpoint. Instincts. Love what he can do on and off the field for your football team. just love this player. Brian Branch, maybe he may be the cleanest prospect for me personally in this draft across the board. And again, I could go on for days and days about these guys, but the last name I kind of jotted down as a clean prospect that the Lions might consider is like, let's say this guy somehow makes it to round two 
and he's there at 48. I, I have him kind of going at the bottom of round one, early round two. But what about Steve Avila as as an interior guard? You could maybe move on from Hal Vitae and his back concern, save you know a good chunk of dough. You could um, have him compete with Graham Glasgow. You could also have him as the instant replacement when and if needed for Jonah Jackson if you can't afford to keep him. Steve Avila from TCU. This is a great kid, top to bottom, very clean prospect, also not afraid. I heard saw some interviews with him, um, heard him on NFL Network, and he's not afraid of anybody. He he wanted to go up against all the top players that uh, that Georgia had. He, he, he wants to play against the best, and uh, smart kid, very cerebral, physical, like what he brings to the table. So Steve Avila has been moving up my list as a very clean Good prospect in this draft across the board as well. So I'll get to it at the end of the show, and I want to tell you kind of about what I think Brad Holmes does and what he looks for and what he's going to do in this draft. But um, there's a sense of, yeah, you want very dynamic, high-end football players, but there's something to be said for those guys that have a high floor as well, guys that um, bring a lot to the locker room, guys that are going to be um, guys that galvanize your team rather than take away. That's very important in football, and that's something that this regime really prides themselves on. Yeah, they don't all have to be choir boys. I hit on J-Mo earlier. He's always going to be J-Mo. He's always going to be swaggy. He's always going to be different in some instances. But he doesn't have to be the captain of your football team. He's just that damn good running deep and 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 running away from people and doing what receivers do. Some of these other guys, big guys in the middle, quarterbacks, you know, offensive linemen even, defenders, those are the guys that can be the captains of your team when you get a clean prospect. But a guy that's also dynamic at his position, a guy that's no joke when it comes to making plays on the football field. And that those are some of just the top guys that I named off. There's guys like that throughout the draft that I have pegged. You'll hear me, you know, I'm going to try to give my picks every time the lines are on the clock. You will hear who I would take with that pick based on guys I've highlighted here in the DTO scouting office and guys that I think fit that dynamic football player fits needs, but is clean and is a good prospect that the Lions could count on. So look for them to do that. Um, this last thing I want to get into is kind of my predictions, how it might go down, what I'm hoping for. But before I get into what I'm thinking, good old at chops in the D called in again to the Kool-Aid hotline and, and gave his thoughts. So I'm going to let him kick this off and I'll tell you what I'm thinking. Here's chops. Let's see what he's got. Hey, Kool-Aid drinkers. It's your boy at chops in the D here talking all things NFL draft. As I mentioned on the pad last week, if things stand as they are, meaning no trading of the picks in the top five, then don't be surprised if only two, that's right, two quarterbacks are taken before the Lions pick at six. That means I expect Will Anderson, Tyree Wilson, and my boy Jalen Carter to be gone when they are on the clock. Lions fans clamoring for a quarterback or a running back will find out very quickly if they're on the same page as Brad, always open for business home, and Dan freaking Campbell. I'm hearing a tradeback may be in the cards. And if not, look for my boy, Devin Witherspoon, to be the pick. Hashtag choppy likey. One point. <laughs> so, so Chops went with the same ending to both calls. He nailed it better in call two than in call one. 
He also called Devin Witherspoon his boy when I think he's sort of been saying he didn't want to go corner that high, and now he's just coming around to the consensus, which is what we're all hearing and what Vegas is saying, that Devin Witherspoon will be the pick. So he, here, here's, here's how I see it. Like uh, Some of you guys, again, that follow me on Twitter saw this. At pick six, this is how I have it stacked. Anthony Richardson, Will Anderson, C.J. Stroud, Tyree Wilson, Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith. I'm getting one of those football players at pick six if I stay there. I do have Jalen Carter in there. I was interested. I think the Lions might have moved him completely out of their consideration at this point. Um, You know, the talent can't be questioned, but there's a lot of other things that can be. I think it's a coin flip of, I'm not, we'll never really know, but... The Lions do have a, a alpha moxie mentality where they could just be like, we don't freaking care about any of that. He's a big physical athlete that moves bodies, and we love that, and we're willing to take that risk. Or they could be like, no, we, we're we leaning towards the clean, safer, but also good football players that are out there, and they may just steer clear altogether. I don't know, but he's, he's still in my top six, and yes, he's above Nolan Smith. Um based on talent and based on me at that point being willing to take the risk. My head tells me to take Nolan Smith ahead of Jalen Carter, but I just can't like based on talent and, and the Lions needing a big physical interior player to move bodies and get after the quarterback. So that's why I have Carter then Smith. Um, And some people will call me crazy for having Nolan Smith in my top six. I mean, they'll say, the middle late first round guy he's too small he can't play a physical nfl game i laid out all the reasons earlier why i love this football player top to bottom um when it comes to pick 18 you know gosh who knows who will be there at that point i i don't see the lions really trading out of 18 i feel like every draft you know, it kind of falls where there's just so many good players at a, at a pick like that that you either didn't expect or that you and you fond of type of thing that I think they'll be more than happy to make that pick. So when I was laying it out here as we get closer, you know, gosh, my first option at 18 would be Devin Witherspoon if he's still there. And there's been nothing to suggest that he will be. I mean, people have him at six, at seven. Um, know to the Vegas Raiders you know pick eight pick ten to the Eagles then they got you know him maybe going to the Patriots you know there's so many fits I mean Steelers could take a kid like that no question so I don't see him getting 18 but I don't know what's going to happen so if he's there he's a very nice pick for me at 18 you guys know I've loved Kalijah Kansi you can tell me his arms are too short you can tell me he's too small you can say he's not going to do this he's not going to do that the Lions need a penetrating defensive tackle that gets after the quarterback. And if I don't take one early, which I probably won't do because I'm not too fond on Jalen Carter, the next guy down for me is Kalijah Kansi. And yes, I have a few concerns about some of those shortcomings, but as juice, he's a good kid. He gets after people and, and he, you've seen that on tape. So I don't need him to be a run stuffer. I don't need him to be on play quote unquote every down. I know that's what some of you guys get hung up on as well. I can't take a player if he doesn't play all the snaps. Well, I could take a player that has a specialty and comes in on third down and kills quarterbacks and ends up with double digit sacks at 18. And that player for me would be Kalijah Kansi. 
You guys heard me talk about Lucas Van Ness. I like his versatility. I like his physicality. I could see him being a favorite at 18, depending on what they do at six. This is a guy I've seen get a lot of love, and I think it is justified. But again, the Lions would have to be in this mode to want to both add to this position. And if you did this, you'd have to have a game plan, you know, to how to really make it work for your football team. And that's Darnell Wright, the right tackle, offensive tackle, let's call him from Tennessee. Um, big physical guy, wears 58, kind of just reminds me of Penny Sewell when you, when you watch him. You know, we've heard there's some things about him being kind of an introvert or a, a loner, I think he was called by some. I, I think Darnell writes a big, physical, nasty offensive tackle. If you could if you could have Penne on the left and Darnell on the right and Frank in the middle, I mean, that makes me feel really good about this old line for years to come. So if you take a Darnell Wright, you have to probably play him at right guard this year. You have to get rid of a few guys. You have to um, make that transition over the next year or so of maybe one or two more years of, of Taylor Decker. And then Penne would go to the left. Darnell was there. You're right. There's a lot of moving parts there, but I love Darnell Wright's a football player. And I think he could fit exactly what the lions like in a big, nasty, physical offensive lineman. And, and then I put Hendon Hooker on my list as well as a guy to consider at 18, because I feel like Brad Holmes is very open to taking a quarterback if the right one's there. I don't think he's going to meddle around and take like a Hainer or wait till, you know, a, a McKee, like I've talked about before. I see him taking a big swing if he's going quarterback. That's Anthony Richardson. That's CJ Stroud. That's Hendon Hooker. Or, you know, not a big swing as far as when you would take him, but a bigger swing on the athletic and just the tape that a DTR Dorian Thompson Robinson comes the next quarterback you take. If, if you are going to kind of replace golf at some point has to be a guy that people can rally around buy the Jersey and get excited about, you know, and, and those top couple names, Richardson Stroud and hooker could do that, but leaning more towards the lions now sort of lean, like just loading up in this draft and not going big on a quarterback, but I'm not putting it past Brad Holmes to do so. So, those are kind of my top few names. Uh, you know, again, Brian Brisset, the kid from Northwestern, Adebaware. Um, you know, our, our names, Miles Murphy might be available at 18. Um, if you if you want to go offense, you know, would you take a Jackson Smith and Jigba and then have him and Saint in the slot and just be nightmares for people? You guys have heard me talk about wanting two dynamic tight ends a year or two ago. You could do that with two nasty slot receivers. Um there's some other receiving options. I, I don't really want to go tight end. So th those are kind of the the main options that I see happening at 6 and 18 that I'd be most excited about, that I fit. you could fit those puzzle pieces together. They fit what the Lions are looking for, and they're very dynamic football players. And here's what I want to say about Brad Holmes. I feel like Brad Holmes looks for game changers he he doesn't just diddle around in the draft especially in the first three rounds and be like oh get this guy he's, he's mid-level he's what he, he's looking for guys at great value that have high ceilings that have great football character again all that stuff i talked about jmo that you guys want to vilify him for his football character has never been in question and it won't be um you know as long as he doesn't get himself uh, personal character issues we're good 
Um, and so I think he molds those two together. Is this guy a game changer? Is this guy like a top guy on our board? And does he have great football character? And does he fit kind of that physicality that they want in players? If they do, those are the kind of players that Brad Holmes drafts. I also feel like wings big at times, which I like because that's how you get these dynamic NFL game changers rather than these mid-level washouts like we've got for the past decade, it feels like, in the draft. Oh, he's okay, or we think it's good value, and then three years down the road, you, the guy's a backup at best. You know, we can't have that. We have to take these high-end, big-time players at, at, at big-time positions, defensive end, tackle, quarterback, wide receiver, you know, corner. Those are the positions we need to hit. You guys hear me talk about that all the time. I already talked about the quarterback. I think it's in his head, but I don't think he'll force it. If one of the big guys he's excited about aren't there, he will gladly pass and roll with his boy, Jared Goff. I also think, um, you know, it's about that high impact. I think Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes are looking for high impact players that can hopefully take them up over the top um, this coming season, but for years beyond as well. So I think they want to be a fun exciting, gosh, competitive, and ultimately what's most important, winning team. And that starts this season in 2023 and then keeps rolling 2024, 2025, 2026. They have like a four-year window, I feel like here, where they want to build the nastiest, best team they can and try to win at the highest level. I'm not talking about sneaking the playoffs. I'm not talking about that one home playoff win that we all want so bad at Ford Field. I'm talking about win at the absolute highest level. We're talking Super Bowls. We're talking Lombardies right now. That's what they're looking for. So everybody, as you could tell, I'm fired up for the draft. I can't wait for it. I'm going to get you some bonus content before then. You're going to hear my instant reactions both on Twitter and probably on audio as this thing goes down Thursday, Friday, and Saturday for the 2023 NFL Draft. Everybody, I'll catch you next time right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. I'm out. Drink it in, man. Cornbread. Cornbread. Touchdown, Detroit Lions.
gonna bite a kneecap off. We're gonna smile at you. We're gonna take your other kneecap. We're gonna smile at you. And when we do, we're gonna take another hunk out of you. We're gonna be the last one standing. All right, that's gonna be the mentality. Get in, man.